Hello and well Do you want to do the intro this time? No, carry on Why not? Just, you s- started, just carry on You be Welcome to the Oh, hello <laughs> no, Hang on, hang on, hang on You have to get back into the groove Go on, flex Just wind <sighs> your shoulders Yeah, rotate your shoulders You'll be fine Hello and welcome to another episode of Drivel The automotive podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads We're your hosts I'm Mo And I'm O you can do the intro, you know, it doesn't I know, matter. I know, I know, I can, I know I can. I'm sure we started off with you doing it, didn't we? I don't know, that was like 20-something episodes ago. Can you believe that? We're at like 20, episode 28, 9, something like that? That's a, that is a lot, actually, to be fair. That's a, a fucking that's a miracle. So that means we've been doing it like, so we started off weekly first, didn't we? Recording them. Yeah, we started off weekly, then we did. And you used to, I think you released them weekly, so you got excited thinking we'll get a shitload of listeners well, followers and they're going to want to be oh, where is it where is it like an episode of line of duty or something <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately no <laughs> you know bringing line of duty back yeah but that's not going to be until like i think 20 t- i think it's a good few years away though i know but i, know. I think they always had to finish it. i don't know if they had to finish it or not if it was finished really i think it was what, what was your take on the ending i can't remember the ending oh for fuck. no and that's my take on it which is that it was so uneventful the end was such a letdown that it left no lasting impression on me no, well, uh, the way I saw it was they got as far as they could, but I think what they were trying to say was there'll always be corruption <laughs> in these places. Well, and I would see with the number of cops fucking, Could done. have fucking said that in the first episode. The yeah, first but then season. I guess, I guess how do you, you can't, if something like that, you can't really finish, can you, corruption? Because it's just always ongoing, I suppose. Like, like world hunger and poverty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't end those things. Even, oh, e- you know, even, even if uh, Elon is willing to sell all his shares in Tesla. You heard about that? Is he selling all his shares in Tesla? Is no, he? there's a bit of a... And mate, this there, guy is playing with the, with the crypto market. That's all he's doing. Well, no, there's, there's like an, a, a Twitter battle going on between him and um, some UN agencies or something. They're basically, somebody said something along the lines of six billion pounds will solve world hunger or something. They made a comment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll sell my... St- uh, sell all my Tesla shares and I'll give you the money if, if, you, can can, if you can prove to me yeah. how that six billion pounds is going to solve yeah. world hunger yeah. I'm up for it if you he probably would he's, he's, he's basically calling them out to say you're a yeah. bunch of fucking yeah. bullshitters and actually these charities don't actually spend their money where it's meant to be spent and you hide it you pay your execs shitloads of money and yeah, I, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what Don't he's saying yeah. right so there's just yeah it, it, it's it's currently um uh, I guess occupying social media headlines um, probably when it doesn't deserve to and it will die out and something more interesting will happen next week I'm well sure. that or maybe it'll highlight the fact that what you're saying these charities is just a, it's just a joke the amount of money people give to charities and they still haven't I'm not being it sounds like a stupid comment to say but they haven't ended world <laughs> poverty or they haven't hen- ended the lack of vaccines in certain countries or they haven't ended like polio in certain countries I'm sorry but people give shed shit loads out to these charities and to your point it's because they they run it like a business well just like line of duty yeah. you can't stamp out corruption in the police force and yeah, that's why so they will that's why actually, they're Elon Musk, isn't this the guy that called the diver that went to save a load of kids footballers that was kids that were stuck in a cave somewhere in i don't know thailand or somewhere a pervert he is a prick there's no denying he's a prick he's an entertaining prick but he's a prick yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if he's entertaining. To be fair, well, I can be sometimes. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. This is a motoring yeah. podcast. Not that the first three minutes would uh, would would give you any indication. Well, to that be that fair, was the, the truth. opening session of our podcast is 
That, that, that's the most interesting part anyways to be fair. so that's it you're saying the interesting bit is done we could cut our podcast down to about seven minutes I <laughs> and that's including your freaking disclaimer but oh okay yeah that'll come later anyway don't worry about that um, so what in a seven minute episode we talk about yeah. I don't know what's going on in the world of LSP vehicles a bit of a, a, a an update on stuff to watch on Netflix and call it yeah. a day I could do I could do I could do seven DIY tutorials actually why would you want to do that? We so want to attract listeners. On their own not... car. Yeah, so people can work on their cars. Don't, don't, don't do that. Do some of that stuff. So what is going on in the world of LSP vehicles? The world of LSP, the market, to be fair, is, is quieting down a little bit, actually. But the Type R's gone. I was going to go, woohoo, but actually that's sad. Yeah, I know. I know. To be, uh, and, and you know what? This just proves my point about like Facebookers and what we were talking about last time and people, is it still available, whatever. This guy phoned up on a sun, on a... Sunday, Sunday morning, I think maybe early afternoon, he phoned mm-hmm. up, asked if the car was still available. Um, I was like, yeah, easy, he's going to come down and see. I was like, I'm not around at the moment. I can pop, like, after whatever, four or five, I think that's what it was. Um, he was like, yeah, fine, I'll come down at 4.30 or whatever he said. And that's it. And I was like, and you know, sometimes you get people that ask stupid questions. And, and to be fair, this is probably an indication when you know someone's genuine, no questions. I was like, do you want to ask anything about the car or stuff like that? He goes, no, if what, it's on the it, phone, this was yeah on the phone on the phone. He was like, "No, the ad gives you all, gives you everything I need to know." Maybe he's been listening to the podcast, and maybe he's like, "I know what O is all about. I know that if I don't ask him any questions and tell him you're very good at writing your ads, I'll be in with a chance of buying this car off him for a <laughs> well, little bit of a discount." Maybe he actually read the ad. Yeah, well, there's that as well. I'm he sure. read the ad, and, to, and so he probably read <laughs> the ad. Are you saying that there's a greater possibility that this guy just read the ad rather than maybe being a listener of the podcast? Yeah, probably. Yeah, there probably is that. <laughs> So oh, the success that. of Dribble just continues <laughs> to grow, doesn't it? We're growing, but not, not, unfortunately, not that quickly. Just not yet. to your customer base. No, 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 no. I'm going to start putting stickers on the cars now. So that you should, can, yes. They should so put they Dribble can, podcast stickers it, yeah. on it, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he came down and he said, look, as long as it is what it is, whatever. So, it came down. There was a couple of, like, cosmetic issues. You know, sometimes you get clips missing. I pointed that out to him and he wasn't interested at all. He goes, look, as long as the engine's good, it drives good and that. Um, he goes, he used to be a racing driver or something back in New Zealand or something. Oh, wow. That's so, cool. he gave it. he gave it someone he was test driving. In it and he was like, Yeah, the clutch is sweet, solid. Came back, yeah, take it off. We go, mate. Nice. So he took that. The 325 is gone as well. The five stroke six cylinder, the, the five and a half cylinder 325. Yeah. I did actually get underneath and actually count and reach to the yeah. one. At the did back. you get, yeah. did you find yeah. the one at the back? Six, yeah, yeah. Six, it's yeah. pretty well hidden, yeah. isn't it? Because that yeah, engine sits is. quite yeah, far back. They got a bit, you've got quite a bit of the bulkhead cowling at the top. Yeah, and they've um, set the engine far back so that you don't get understeer and try and preserve that 50 50 weight distribution. 50 weight distribution. Like BMW yeah, 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 banging yeah. on about. Yeah, so um, unlike Audi, the stick it with 10 miles beyond the front axle. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's gone. That one I'm more sad about actually. Oh, I, really? had to, I had to deliver that to Seven Oaks. Are you sad because you had to deliver it? No, I'm sad because I liked it actually. Even the missus liked that as well. And if that was an automatic, wouldn't it? I just wouldn't have put it up for sale. Oh, really? Oh, I would have put it up for a lot more, a lot more. And just is like, Mrs. Oh. O still looking for a runabout because she's just not a fan of the bulk of the Range Rover? Uh, no, no, Mrs. O is, is isn't looking for one at the moment because she's um, she's not going to be she's not working at the moment. So um, the it's all right. She doesn't need to. Drives it to work every day and stuff like that. So now it's okay. No. no. Oh, okay. So it doesn't really need one at the moment, but still doesn't stop me just looking for one. Looking for one. <laughs> got, got the golf at the moment, which now I need to need to get rid of, get ready, and get rid of bloody on nightmare with that. Oh, What's going on with the golf? Oh, is this your GTI? Yeah, the Mark Five GTI, which she's been screwing at me to sell for ages and stuff. But uh, yeah, I need to get it ready. But we parked it up for a while, basically, and um, 
didn't drive it for a few months and obviously it was flat when we come around to do it battery it yeah flat. flat battery so went to jumpstart it so my dad was giving me a hand he put the batteries the connections the wrong way around oh very nice yeah so i, I didn't realize so i went to start it the alarm and everything was blaring and i went to crank it over nothing in that looked around and the batteries are connected the wrong way around so so what what, what had exploded luckily nothing luckily the ecu didn't explode because that's the worst thing that can happen if mm. that's gone it's like an engine going pretty much right off to be fair in ecus yeah it's, getting it, hold of a replacement ecu wouldn't be too bad but programming the fucking it, thing. programming it it's just misses people want stupid money for ecus so and and then with something like that it's just it's, it's never right again but thankfully all it did was blow the alternator so did that so replace the alternator but then after that it still wouldn't run like it would run for a bit and then crack out again run for a bit crack out again as if the alternator wasn't charging the battery oh, okay they have an inline it's called a mega fuse like a 200 mega amp, fuse yeah. sounds like a power ranger it does <laughs> like a transformer like a 200 amp mega fuse that had um that had gone and i didn't pick that up for a while until i and then when i realized that that's what it was then they replaced that. And now she's uh, that, that's up and running as well now. So I'll get that up and ready. And then I've got the Astro Van. You've always got an Astro Van. Always got Astro Vans, mate. Yeah, but this one's particularly nice. Is it so nice that it hasn't been sold? Uh, so nice that it hasn't <laughs> been sold yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But it's okay. You've got something to drive then whilst your Range Rover's broken because I'm sure it's still broken. Is it broken? It's what broke this week? Oh, nothing broke. I saved it from breaking. You said, oh. I saved it from breaking. Oh, I had the timing chain replaced this week. Timing belt, sorry. Oh, okay. Timing belt replaces me. I had, a, so I, the, the range had been parked up for a while now because I, like I said, it's got full Land Rover service history, but we, we covered this before, isn't it? The last two were from, oh no, I don't think we did cover it on the I range. don't know. This is on the BM or whatever, but the last service history was done from an independent garage mm-hmm. um, and that was about the time when the timing belts are due on these. Uh, they're at 112,000 miles. They were, but I had no record of it and it was at Land Rover service history up to before that yeah and the thing is I, was just, I just had this feeling that probably it hasn't been done yeah you don't go to this garage and get the timing belt done okay right wherever this guy had done it so I parked it up for a while while I can arrange to get the timing belt done and the problem is every idiot around here whether they're let's not even talk about the, the dealership but even the independent the specialist minimum £800 £800, £900, £800, £900 for a timing belt. I'm, that, I'm sorry, but that's just ridiculous. How many hours of labour is it, allegedly? Oh, it's probably about four hours of labour. That's extortionate, it's then. Fu- I know. Because the parts would I be £100. 130 140 quid for this. So it's got a belt on the front, belt on the back for the fuel pump as well. And some pulleys. And some pulleys, yeah. And that's all it is for that. And then what, £800. Water pump? No, water pump doesn't need doing. Oh, is it? Uh, okay. Yeah, no. Um, and that, and they wanted that. So I was like, "You got to be joking!" And then I found this. I found this chat. So you know, on the we've got like the, the Land Rover groups, the range, of, you know, car groups that we have and stuff. What so on I, Facebook? Uh, yeah, this was on Facebook actually. So these are the groups that you're such a big fan of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you find the odd gems in there. So I basically just put a message out there. Look, are there any you know DIY enthusiasts or whatever people that work on these can do the time belts? So I'd much rather pay you than get skanked by uh, an independent. And I've got no problems with giving my stuff to you know. Enthusiast DIY mechanics that work on them. Fe- fellow professional mechanic. Oh, f- sorry, a fellow professional. <laughs> a fellow, fellow professional home mechanic. Um, and then a guy contacted me and he said, Yeah, I can do the mate. I'm doing for 250 Wow. You, what, you supply the parts, I do the labour type of No, thing? I got him to supply the parts just so that I knew that, so made sure they were correct and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, I'll do the belts for 250 the front and rear. I was like, You what? He was like, I'll do it for 250 I was like, Yes, please, mate. And <laughs> I'll line them up. And I was like, Where are you based? He goes, Manchester. 
<laughs> so, which is um, given that you're based in and around Reading, Reading somewhere, yeah. that's uh, quite a journey. Trek, but for two fifty, even if I take in the fuel and stuff like that, I'm still oh, saving yes. money for a trek up there. So I organised it around. We were going anyway, but it cut long story short, he had it, and when he had it, he sent me a picture of the belt that come off. Oh, I think you posted this on your Instagram, like driveway autos, yes. didn't you? Yes. So the belt had not split, but torn. It had torn pretty badly. Pretty badly, yeah. And he said, mate, so you are lucky with this one. So normally with a worn belt, like when you flex it, you'll see some cracks. The cracks along the, yeah, yeah, coming in. Yeah. This is like shredded from the side. Wow. And the thing is, who knows when that could have happened? It any, could have happened since mo- I've had it. Any minute now was probably when it was When it was going to go. go. Yeah. It could have happened since I've had it. It could have happened a week ago. It could have happened on the journey up. Yeah. Wow. And that could have gone. And depending on when it happened, it could have gone in any minute. But now it's all sorted. Now she's all sorted. Sweet as. Absolutely sweet. Yeah, now that's it. Amazing. ranked around. So yeah, she's all good now. The range is all good. Did you ever recover your spoiler that fell off on motorway? Oh, actually, I had a conversation with Land Rover about this as well, actually. Right. So I tweeted Land Rover a, little, a couple of weeks back saying, because there was a recall in America for these Land Rovers, 2011, 2010, two onwards, the facelift ones, Sports, for the spoiler. Yeah. Yeah. Sports, yeah, because... They were, the, the adhesive wasn't strong enough or whatever so there was a recall on doing this so I contacted so the adhesive was, wasn't strong enough but only by American standards well I contacted Land Rover and said look you've got a recall for the ones in America where's the recall for the ones in the UK oh yeah you, you, for the standard response contact your local dealership for this and stuff so I was like you know what that's just a cop out fine I can't be bothered I mean I would expect Land Rover this was a genuine Land Rover account I would expect them to know if there was a recall or not for it and let me know that social media person is probably just responsible for putting up pictures of people with a Land Rover in the background, if it's anything like BMW. Yeah, it's probably just like Tom for us. <laughs> so, Hello, Tom. Yeah. So basically, and then my key fobs were starting to tear apart, right? They're shit key fobs. I've been waiting a month for them to book me in to get these key fobs done. So then as I was on the phone to the lady, she's like, oh, there's a recall out for your vehicle. I was like, is it? What recall? I didn't see no recall on there. Um, she's like, oh, it's for the rear spoiler. I was like, really? Mm, they've been monitoring so you have your tweeting recall- activity. Yeah, I was like, so you've got a recall out for the spoiler? That's funny because when I asked Jag- when I asked Land Rover, they said, no, there isn't one. She's like, no, no, it is. So if you bring it in, then we can sort that out for you at the same time. I was like, well, you're going to need to because the top blew off a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, really? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, it did. So, um, and so I, I said, but so then the guy called me after she booked in, the guy called me up and he said, oh, I see you've got your coming for your keys, but also the recall. I was like, yeah, but the problem is, mate, the top's gone. Yeah. He was like, man, that's not a problem. We'll replace it. Because we replace them anyway. We just put a brand new spoiler on there. He goes, anything is, I've got to get it painted at the body shop. Just want to confirm your color code. And then once it's all painted up, I'll give you a call, bring it in, and we'll replace it. That's a five, six hundred pound part from Land Rover, you know? Yeah, well, including the extortionate paint job as well. Oh, God, yeah. And you can't, you cannot. So the thing with the 2011 model is, it is a facelift, and then they facelifted it again late in 2011. Oh, so yeah. So you can. So my mine's an early one. So Botox. Pardon? So there was a Botox edition. Then there, there was, was a Botox. A, edition, then there was yeah. an actual facelift. So mine's an early 2011. So obviously it's only in production for about six months, I think. Mm-hmm. So getting hold of that spoiler, it, it, it only fits for for models in that six months. The, bo- the Botox after. editions. But yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Mine's not the Botox edition. Yours is the full facelift. No, 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 mine's the, the full facelift. No, so in 2010, they did a facelift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They then did, uh, no, they did a facelift again, yeah, and then they did one in 2011. Mm-hmm. But in 2011, they did two 
Right. Facelift. So I've got the early 2011. So you've got the one that just had the Botox implants, not the full facelift. The Botox implants or the full facelift? Yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, Botox implants, sorry, yeah, yeah. And the full <laughs> facelift, they did some stuff, some more stuff to the interior and stuff like that as well. So, um, so yeah, you can't find them secondhand either. Because they've all blown off onto motorways. Well, actually, yeah, that's probably why. Cause that's all what's blo- happening. Yeah, that's probably why they don't have any available. Well, you can find them. You just got to go and scour the M4. Scour, scour the A329, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they'll be littered along over there. Exactly. That's what you can do, yeah. Yeah, so that's getting done. Uh, that'd be quite nice. Okay, quite good. good. Well, I'm glad to hear that the uh, you narrowly avoided colossal damage on the Range Rover. What would be interesting, though, is how, how this would play for insurance. If something flies off my car, on which there's a recall, hits somebody else's car or something... What 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 the insurance play on it is that, and then what I would be able to claim from Land Rover? I have no idea, literally none. Maybe I should try and claim that it hit someone in the vet. But you'd need someone who was willing to say it hit me and it caused this damage to my car. Yes, yeah, true. I'll just put it through the screen of yours. No, let's not do that. No, true. Well, I could do it, put it through the screen of yours. Hit your face. We could claim it hit your face, and then Land Rover will be liable for your Botox and uplift. Mm, yeah, but my regular Botox guy would be upset that I then had to go to an alternative Botox guy oh, yeah, because of the insurance true. claim that we were yeah. filing. I'm kidding. I don't get Botox. <laughs> Full facelifts over here only, please. Uh, right. I don't know why. We're no, you just go and get shape ups, don't you? Shape ups, mate. Yeah, shape ups yeah. are the uh, the way forward. Um, okay, good. That's good to know. I don't know how we've managed to get onto uh, a topic we absolutely know nothing about, which is um, facial surgery. We did something though, didn't we? This what week, we last do? week. Did we? What did we do? Week four. We went to a car show. A car meet. Oh, we did. We went to the car meet. Yes, yes, yes. So we went to a car meet organized yeah. by Carnata. Yes, guys at Carnata. Yeah, even though yeah. we didn't get to meet any of them. We didn't. No, we looked for them. Although we did, because they were the ones in the red jacket. In the orange jackets. Orange. But there was a lot of them in orange jackets. But there was lots of them, yeah. yeah. But, but the, um, no, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't get to meet the, uh, the owner, the, the person who runs. It's all right for you. 25-minute drive? Yeah, if that. <laughs> yeah. I had to do an hour and a half there, hour and a half back. But you and no, I did not get to whoop Mo's ass on the go kart track because no. even though it was advertised as arrive and drive, you had to book for it beforehand. Yeah, so we didn't so book it beforehand, and it was so Mo was thankful about that. I was yes because I didn't get my ass handed to me, and also yeah. because of my precarious health condition. I don't know, my lung might have exploded when you beat me across the finishing line. So oh, yeah, maybe we'll. we'll, we'll what happened to the poll on that? I think the, the poll. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I had one person vote for me who I wouldn't have <laughs> expected was going to vote for me, but that actually just shows the person knows you, you're useless. <laughs> I'm more impressed that you know how to see who's voted where. In which well, I have to now. So now I can, when I need to like abuse someone for not voting in my favour, then I can go after them, can't I? Mainly your wife. Is that what you're getting at? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, but we went to this car show. Uh, and although we didn't get to battle it out on the track and, and settle some kind of vendetta that you've got against me on go-karting tracks. Well, we've done um, two go-karting sessions so far, haven't we? We have, yeah. Which is We did the way, indoor one here and, and then we did, we did the outdoor one, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, and that's not enough. We need to do yeah, a lot yeah, more we than that. Do, we yeah. do. Um, I'll blame lockdown and COVID restrictions yes, because yes. go-karting has kind of been one well, of those activities. Well, the outdoor is the best one to do, but it's one reason in this weather. It's just a bit do you want to join us back on the microphone rather than over the other side of the room? I am on the microphone. There oh, you would go. you stop your whining? <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> right. Yes, but when we were there, we spotted some cool... I mean, we spotted some cars that weren't cool either. It was pretty much just kind of... Uh, there were some cars that just weren't... Yeah, like, bring, bring, what, bring what you've got, right? And so yeah. there was people who turned up in normal cars because they came to the show, which is great, fine, good. Yeah. There were people uh, who bought alleged show cars, which just basically had ridiculous lights. Oh, on them. my... Uh, do you know what? 
Uh, it I'm was sorry, but uh, why? It, why? It, was, it was a de- central. It was mate. a it was a decent car. I've got no uh, issue with the car. I actually, think well, quite, are we actually sure? Are like we sure it was a decent car? Are we sure it just wasn't a standard one point six. What with a body kit? Well, I don't know. I think it was a genuine one, but was it, it, was it, it wasn't an R thirty two, was it? No, you're talking about the Focus RS. Oh, sorry, the Focus. Yeah, it was an RS. Wasn't it was it? a Focus yeah. RS, and I like the Focus RS. I really oh, I love did. the Focus RS as 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 as. as it. You know the problem with the Focus RS? I think is when you start doing. Halford's bolt-ons like that one was then it just looks silly I think out of the box it's designed very 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 well to look oh yeah I just agree. aggressive enough you can obviously put a few like tweaks that you want to do yeah, like you've got, spaces you've got, or yeah but some, you only need to be subtle, subtle on it absolutely you've got to be subtle and it makes a big difference you've all he's done is driven through Halford's rip speed max power and come out the other end in that order in that order. With a big magnet on the front of the car. Doctor. Oh, God, yeah, 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 that's it. And it's just randomly stuck on there. And I've, I said this to you before as well. I don't get people who stick towing straps out of their towing line. That, mate, there is no way in the world you are tracking this car. You've just, like, spent... Sh- you just, like, wanked all over it. You are not <laughs> putting this on a track. So why have you got a towing eye hanging out of it? And mm. a towing eye, you can put on there when you're on the track. You can remove it when you're off. So I don't... It, it, I don't understand what people are trying to say by putting it. It's like a fucking, it's like the private number plates, personal number plates, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Why? I, Why? I, what, I like what are my, you trying to do? Like so, my number plate. Leave me alone. Well, everyone's got a alone. personal private. Why? It's like putting a towing eye on a road car that you dress, spend driving on the road. Why? Are you trying to make it easier for AA to come and pick you up when you break down? This is a, this is a, a real issue for me now because what do I do? Do I do I defend my personalised number plate then at the same time well, defend, defend people who have towing guys hanging out the yeah. front of their go car? On, go or on. do I acknowledge the that, 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 that both groups of people are idiots? Oh, uh, twice. So, so, yeah, so what I'm going to do instead? What I'm going to do instead is I'm going to move swiftly onto another type of modified car. No, no, because no, we haven't we haven't we haven't talked about this this RS right? So it was in this. Lime We've green? spoken enough about it. No, no, no. Light, that, no, no. I want to talk about the lights that this guy put on it. Uh, we don't need to. It's just imagine Christmas lights that never. There were Christmas lights <laughs> in his <laughs> headlights. <laughs> yeah, they were. And um, he must have spent a shed load amount on it to do absolutely. And, and it's just like ridiculous. It was like fairy lights inside his headlights. Can we move on to another modified car that was there that we were both a big fan of? So this was a modified vehicle, and it was the Scirocco. No, no, no. I'm talking about the. Replica of the 1950s Porsche the Speedster. The Boxster Speedster. The Boxster Speedster, yes. The Boxster Speedster. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? Yes. So so this yes. this is a, a, a one-off creation by the uh, the very, very talented people at Elite Innovation Classics. Oh, immensely, so immensely, yeah, yeah. We got chatting to the owner, yeah. right? The guy who runs Elite Innovation Classics. And you can find them on I Facebook. I want to say Jason. Yes, Excuse me if I've got that wrong. It was, uh, it was Jason. Yeah. So you can find them on Facebook at Elite Innovation Classics. And when you're on Facebook, you'll know exactly what we're talking or about to talk about. So they do, ordinarily, they just do normal bodywork accidents. Yeah, I think it's just got a normal bodywork, body shop, really, isn't it? Yeah, 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 they yeah. Just but, but they've decided to open up this side business that creates these <sighs> it's not, yeah, mind... That's good, it's not restoration, it's creations. Isn't yeah, it? and it's, and it's mind-blowing. So what they've done is they've decided that they really, really like the Porsche Speedster from the 50s. And who doesn't, right? It's a beautiful car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful, Lovely. beautiful car. If you don't know what I'm on about, immediately pick up your phone and just Google Porsche Speedster and you'll see it and you'll recognize what we're talking about. This isn't a typical 911. This is a very oh, iconic no, no, no. pre-911 uh, Porsche. Lovely, lovely looking thing. Now, obviously, 
one of those, first of all, an original one would be very, very expensive. And secondly, if you were fortunate enough to own one, you couldn't really drive it around every day. It's a car from the 50s. They're just not practical whatsoever. Um, and Jason gave us some interesting facts, such as uh, the original car doesn't really have uh, operational windows in the traditional sense. It doesn't really have a roof that goes up and down in the traditional sense either. It's a highly impractical vehicle, not to mention 1950s reliability and everything else that comes with it. Wait, is this the one that was in Top Gun? I've never seen Top Gun, so maybe. What? I've never seen Top Gun. Okay. <laughs> Is this where you're going to pitch for a new co-host? I'll, I'll, I'll say his line for him. If anybody out there wants to present this show other than me, then please apply because I was looking for a new co-presenter. Is that, is that, is that what yeah, you Yeah, that, I can't. I can't. I mean, me, that, this, Top Gun's like, have you seen Predator? Yes, I've seen Predator. Oh, okay. fuck. Have you seen Terminator? Of course I have. Uh, the good ones, the good ones. When you got to like Top four or five, oh or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. No Have you seen Rambo? Uh, Rambo, I don't I'll take it as an early no. Rocky. Yeah, I've seen some of the Rockies, like the original oh, ones again. Yeah. All right, let's and carry on, carry on. <laughs> well, well right. for those of you, for those of you that have, which I'm pretty sure is most of it, this was the car that Kelly McGillis was driving in Top Gun. Oh, was it? Oh, maybe I'll watch Top Gun. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. Yeah. There's a new Top Gun, isn't there? Apparently, but, remake. well, it was a remake. It was supposed to be coming out two years ago, I think, but I think COVID keeps pushing it back. So, but yeah, there is a, I might, I might watch that actually. Well, if they ever wanted a modern day equivalent of the Porsche Speedster for the Top Gun, mm -hmm. this is what they should get. Yeah. So this is based on a uh, Porsche Boxster S um, and it's the first generation of Boxster. Um, and on the outside, not that either of us are overly familiar with what the original Speedster looks like, because I've never seen one in the flesh. Have you ever seen one in the flesh? No, 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 not in the flesh, no. But seen lots of pictures of them, admire them from afar, yeah, and, yeah. and actually, you know, kind of looking at it, I, it looked like it was genuine. It's only when you looked in the interior and you realised, hey, yeah, so you, you this, feel you're like, hey, yeah, this is the interior right of here. a Boxster, and then you start to look a little bit closer, and you. I can think see, you said as well. You said it was a kit car from the off, didn't you? Yeah, you, I mean, and and the re reason I said it was a kit car, not because I've got an eagle eye and I can spot these things a mile off, I just. Knowing what I know about the original Speedster, I was like, who would bring a car like that to a meet like this? It just didn't make yeah, sense, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. For, for it to be there. Um, so I assumed it was going to be a replica or a kit yeah. car. And but the good thing about this, it wasn't like a Ferrari kit on a MR2. It was like... It was a Porsche. It was a Porsche. a Porsche, right? Was a so Porsche they've created Porsche, a modern day version. Um, so you can spot that it's got Boxster doors and Boxster interior. And actually... Yeah. Um, Speaking to Jason, he'd picked a really nice example of the Boxster to start with anyway. Mm. So it's not like it was a salvage car that, that needed no, to have no. it all ripped apart. It had a straight frame. Everything was fine. He said the, the, the car itself starting position was lovely. Uh, and then they've modified it and they've created all of the panels other than, I think, the doors from scratch. And I think we spent... That's the thing. The panels from... We, we spent most of the time when we were talking to Jason just kind of with our jaws hanging looking at the level of detail and workmanship that gone yeah, into no, this Yeah, no, like, blueprints, no nothing. No. No nothing to... I think... Did he say he had a couple of panels or something that he used for reference or something? Or, yeah, there was another... Someone had a... I, yeah, I think, I, think. I think he had he had something for reference, but something for but, reference. Yeah, I mean, but nothing, no sort of nothing, in, nothing written down. If you know, what I mean, nothing to just be able to say, right? I need this size, that size. No, this was all created from yeah. scratch, and it was like guys. When we say that the workmanship was impeccable, the panel gaps were superb, and like it come out yes. of the factory. The paint finish, it was it was painted in like a a, a light metallic blue. Uh, I'm familiar with BMW colors, so it's like the Moonstone metallic. 
that they had in the M5, E39 M5. Silverstone. Silverstone metallic, sorry. You're not familiar with BMW cars. I'm not that familiar, but yeah. So it was kind of like a Silverstone metallic with a bit more blue in it. Um, Lovely, lovely colour. And then it had uh, very traditional looking wheels. Um, White walls. No, they they weren't white white walls. No, no. They were were effectively like big hubcaps. Yes. uh, For lack of a better description. Um, Retained the Boxster's folding uh, fabric roof. But hidden yeah. underneath, Under the, uh, yeah. underneath like a a hard top canopy type thing, um, and yeah, look, this 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 was brilliant. I, I was just such a such a big fan of it, and uh, it was really nice. It was, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that was the of all the vehicles that were there. And there were some like there were Mustangs there, and there was an Aston Martin. There was an Aston Martin something with a DB11. Well, it just tells you how much attention we paid to that. To be fair, because yeah, I don't know, DB11, I, I don't know I which one it was. I'm, I'm going off. To, I'm going off. Like I know we don't talk about these kind of cars, but an Aston Martin, you know, you do grow up admiring them. And like, but now they're just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it didn't. Um, they're losing their appeal because they're just becoming CAD designed generic. I mean, they always looked similar, but there was still a bit of passion and soul about them. Actually, speaking of which, there was a wasn't there a McLaren something or another too? There was a couple of McLarens there as well. Yeah, there those was. no interest whatsoever because that is they are designed by scientists. There's no, there's yeah. nothing yeah. soulless. The most soul, I think they are the most soulless vehicle out there. Te- technically, extremely capable car, but just uh, uh, yeah, no it's not about technical. With a car, it's just not about te- technicality. Comes into it when you're going to do something with it that you need. That you know the grip, the power, whatever, for like on a track or something. But on yeah, the road, yeah, building it for it, a specific purpose. For a purpose, yeah. But on the road, and and that that the, the Porsche was the only thing that popped out. Actually, not the only thing because there'll be another one we talk about. Mm. But it was one of two things that as soon as you walked in there, you're like, wow, got your attention. Everything else, obviously, you were dazzled by the Chav Boys RS lights, but that's a different kind of attention. But this was just like, yeah, wow. Mm. And the fact that it was they they built it themselves, handmade craftsmanship. Yeah, love, lovely, lovely. So, uh, the pictures will be up on our Instagram. Uh, so do do the, the next one was a coupe? No, candy white or something. I, I don't a know. white one. Yeah, I think they're going to do. do a white one. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, ivory, ivory. Yeah, it would. Yeah, it'd be more like a traditional nine fifties white, which would be ivory. Um, but yeah, look, the pictures will be up on our Instagram. Um, check them out. Check out their Facebook page. And if you've got, I don't know how much he, we didn't ask pricing on, but I'm sure if you speak to the guys and yeah, you know, contact them, yeah, yeah, they'll, yeah, they'll yeah. be able to tell you if you if you like that kind of thing um, so that was pretty cool and then the next car which is pretty cool speaking about Top it? Gun and, and movies from the 80s was, was basically a saucepan wasn't it it was a saucepan a saucepan with a French engine for, yeah and another yeah. iconic car from 80s movies it was the DeLorean DeLorean or the time machine the time well this one and I respect the owner for doing this because he could have Turned it into a replica of the time machine from Back to the Future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and you know, put all the the bits in the fake flux capacitor and the <laughs> yeah. the, the outer time number plate and and all the other bits and pieces. The Mister Fusion nuclear reactor on the back. But no, this was no. a uh, very original DeLorean. Uh, much to your surprise, running its original engine. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what I said, I said to you. I, I bet you trust one of the engine because th- we know that engine is, is pretty gutless. It's not. There was not. I think it was probably but, about 70, 70 horsepower or something. But again, we got chatting to the owner. Um, no, I think it's a bit more than that. I think is it's it? like 100 and... Oh, I don't think it touches 100. Does no, it? no, it's 100, 130 horsepower or something. It's not, nothing okay. special. Okay, Because yeah. um, it's a six-cylinder engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got chatting to the owner. And again, he we did talk about the engine and he mm-hmm. did say he's got a friend of his who got one and they've... Alice, LS transplant. Yeah, yeah Alice yeah, swapped yeah. it. Uh, and they said it's awful to drive. Keeps dropping his box, doesn't it? Gearbox. You well, there's... Yeah, yeah so he gets a transmission problem. But also he said just the car's just not 
designed for that the chassis the yeah. wheelbase the wheels themselves the yeah. tires they're so narrow and you're just like it's just awful to drive this car yeah. basically copes with the power that it has and yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. meant for i mean even though it looks like it should be well, quite it a quick it's uncomfortable car. enough as it is so you put an engine like that and it's gonna be even more uncomfortable yeah you know um it tops out at 88 miles per hour or <laughs> whatever the film claims so let's see if we and this chat was interesting he's a, he was an ex-formula one mechanic he was an ex-Formula 1 mechanic. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yeah. Worked with a lot of the teams. But it was interesting though, because when we both saw it, we were like, wow, that's quite small. It looks tiny. Tiny. In the movies, it looks quite, it looks pretty big, but that's because it's got a load of crap stuff all over it. But in person, it is tiny. And it is quite, you are literally sat on the floor. Yes, it's really very low. It. It's very small. Yeah. yeah, it must have a strange driving position there. I reckon that'd be quite a cool driving position. No, I don't think so. No. Chris Harris would love it because he always seems to drive with his ass hanging out at the bottom. <laughs> That's, I he quite, just, I quite he like looks that between well. the top of the steering wheel and the top of the dash binnacle. I think that's what he does when he's driving. He's, I think it, what annoys me is I think he tries to do it to try and look like he's a driver or know that he's driving rather than being comfortable. But he is a driver. He knows how to drive. Yeah, no, no, he does know how to drive. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't knock him. I do sit fairly low as well. For, and given that I'm not exactly tall... And yeah, I'll, I'll, men- I'll mention this later. It, it, I observed something on my drive here because I was fortunate enough to be driving here in a stupid small mm-hmm. SUV thing. Actually, speaking of movie cars, which movie car, if you could have, would you take? Oh, wow. I would take the 993 Turbo from Bad Boys 1. Really? Yeah. You boring old shit. What would you take? Mine would be, it'd have to be between the 18 van... The Dukes of Hazard Charger. Of course, you take a fucking van. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't sell it. Or kit, kit. Oh no, actually, kit was Generation One Batmobile. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say, kit wasn't in a movie, but they did do a Night Rider film, and it was oh, bad. TV. So that's what TV series. It was movie. a bad film. A they TV did do a film series. of it. Did they? Yeah, did I don't. They do but film? I don't know if it was the original kit or if it, if they used a different car for the film. But there was a film, and it was shite. But David Hasselhoff. I don't know. I think so. I'm pretty sure they did a feature. They did a TV feature movie, like movie lengths. That, that basically means they tried to do a film and nobody wanted it in the world of cinema, so it went straight to yeah. TV. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah, means. yeah. That or the Batmobile. I don't know. The Batmobile's pretty cool. But I think the Batmobile, but the Batmobile's massive. Well, actually, which Batmobile? Are we talking about the latest one? Have you seen, um, we're better asked now, have you seen the Batman movies? I, so I'm a big fan of the Christopher Nolan trilogy. No, the I'm, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, those... Oh, I don't know if I'm a Batman fan begins. of that because I really no, don't know what that guy's doing. It's like he's doing an Inception with, the, with Batman. No, they're, they're, I love that trilogy. They, they, they make no sense. What do you mean they, they make don't. no sense? They're good. Look, visually, they're good, right? So, <laughs> what? Okay, let me give you an example. Yeah, The first one with the Joker in it, okay? Right. So Dark the Joker, Knight. the Dark Knight in the Joker, yeah? Why the hell does Batman need to use sonar to have a look around at the end? Because he's a Batman. Yeah, but why? Why does he need sonar? And why has he got, why has he got his, his guy at the, at the other end Look, there working on the sonar when he's if you're got gonna get, sonar anyway? If you're going to get pedantic about it. Why does he need to talk like this? When he takes well, his mask off and he talks like this. That's because someone might recognise his voice, isn't it? Obviously. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's, I think people get caught up in the... He's directed it well, so, so, but they get caught up so in So I'll tell you much. why I like that trilogy. Because the first one I saw was Dark Knight. And the reason I liked it was... Well, it because, would be the first one you saw. No, because Batman be, uh, Batman Begins is the first one from that trilogy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, And I saw Dark Knight. I saw it at the cinema. Is Dark Knight the one with the Joker in it? With the Joker. And the reason... So which one I, Batman Begins in? Uh, it's the one with um, Liam Neeson. Oh, Ra's al Ghul. Ra's al Ghul, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, 
And that one wasn't too bad. No, that was it was good. And then and then yeah, you had um, the Bane was the final one, oh, which, did, which then introduced Robin. But the reason I kind of became I won't say obsessed with the trilogy, but the reason I, I became a fan of the trilogy was because of the second movie and main well almost exclusively because of Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker. Oh yeah, he did kill it as the Joker. Oh he my word, it. was yes. that performance of a lifetime you know what I, you know what I put that, that performance that, that up with that just captured me entirely I put that performance up with the way Daniel Day-Lewis does his performances okay that's yeah good absolutely embraces the character that's, well I, I don't know much about Heath Ledger to be fair but I did, obviously, but I know about Daniel Day-Lewis and he while he's filming a movie he becomes that he is that, that person constantly so Heath Ledger did the same thing I mean I don't know I'm not, I don't know if I'm recalling this jo- correctly so he went around so, his mum's as the Joker no no so he's without the makeup but you know like the in the film the, the Joker has these ticks and, and certain like uh, flinches and things like that and the way that yeah, he behaves yeah. uh, Heath Ledger apparently kind of embraced the character so much that in his normal everyday life he was doing those oh, really? things yeah, yeah. Um, I mean he, he clearly we, we know the fate of Heath Ledger he took his own life afterwards some yeah. say he got so absorbed into the darkness of the Joker character that then just amplified any any mental health issues he was having anyway and it oh, probably right, okay, didn't yeah, help okay, okay, yeah, yeah. but no the character did fully absorb him which is yeah, why yeah, he absolutely oh, can, nailed it you can tell yeah absolutely yeah because yeah. before that I mean he was nowhere on my map of actors at all if I'm entirely honest maybe that's ignorance yeah, I'd never part, heard of him before that I'd well. heard of him but I just never appreciated anything yeah, that, he, that he did no, no, no. Um, what yo the Batmobile yeah so the Batmobile yeah. from that trilogy that's a pretty fucking good Batmobile the tumbler, the tumbler, and it's yes. massive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who cares? Because you, you could just crush you everything into anyway. a motorbike as well. well. You could turn it into a motorbike, and you crush everything in your path. Actually, I don't understand the motorbikes. I'm sorry, I do not understand the motorbike in that because the wheels just to, dislocate uh, randomly. Yeah, and then you can come around the corner, and the wheels turn around on there. And no, so why do the lights on the side not bust when it does that? Why do the wheels not fall off? Yeah, when he does that. Yeah, it engineered. And how, how does it? And if the, the the front wheel, maybe you can get away with doing that. Yeah, the rear wheel. What happens to the chain? How is it driven? Even if it's even if it's electrical, whether it's got to be driven by a motor or something. Yeah, there's got to be something connecting it—a belt, a chain, something. How does that turn around as well? From an engineer's point of view, it's the amount of times fucking tomfoolery. The amount of times I've watched that in slow motion. <laughs> Right <laughs> to try and understand how they're trying to fool idiots out there uh, with this with this I shit. Don't, I don't think anyone. I don't, I don't think anybody was fooled by it apart from maybe children. I think everyone was like, "Well, that's a load of bullshit." But fucking hell, it's cool. It's like watch actually. It's like, I could do that with half the bloody well, all of the fast whatever movies. I don't know how you refer to them. Now. Is it just the fast movies? The f- Fast and Furious. Movie. The Fast and Furious movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the you franchise. The f- 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 yeah. Well, I, 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 I probably have to say it. You have to be Knight Rider. I think you have to be Kit. Actually, did you ever watch the new, the new version of Knight Rider when it the rebooted, revamped version with the Mustang? No. Why would I do such a stupid thing like that? Well, I, I just watched it. And thought, oh, Knight Rider. Obviously, you're the kid you grew up with, Knight Rider. Yeah, nostalgic. Um, I know, but yeah, you would so. have fully expect going into that. You would have fully expected it to be a load of shit. Yeah, I'll admit I did, but I didn't realise it would be that shit. Speaking of shit, I think we should probably get into the bulk of what we want to talk about today. What, more shit? More shit. But before we do, we do need to remind our listeners of our disclaimer. Seriously, (laughs) half a freaking hour into the show, you're not actually going to do it. Why not? No way, man. No way. No way. I am going to do it. No, 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 no. Come on. Let's get on with the reviews that we've got to do. So this, before we get on to the... Before we get on with the review, because what you're about to hear is you're about to hear the opinions of two petrol heads, two motoring enthusiasts, 
but two people who are definitely not professional motoring journalists, who are definitely not professional podcasters, who are definitely not professional mechanics or anything else. So during this review and everything we've said up until now and everything we're going to continue to say in, in the rest of the show, you may hear information that be, could be misconstrued as advice. And I say misconstrued because it's not advice. You should not follow it. And if you do follow it, something's going to go wrong. And if something does go wrong, don't blame us. Disclaimer over. What are you talking about this week? I'm sorry. Am I getting in the way of your texting? You finished. Yeah, I'm finished. It wasn't that long, see? You barely got through your message. Right, where do we get to? Have you done your... Have you I'm done. Shit? What, what, are, okay, you, what are you talking about? Hello, so just yes, to let you know, if you do need any professional advice, you can contact me on... Uh, what's, my, what's my account? <laughs> <laughs> what account? What are you talking about? Your uh, your Instagram page? Oh, I don't know. I've, it's, I've, it's, just, it's just gone out of my mind. I've totally forgotten. But whilst you're you're struggling uh, to remember your own Instagram page, you can find us... Driveway at- Autos. <laughs> you can contact me at Driveway Autos. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you did that. Um, but you can find the Drivel page at Drivel Podcast. If you missed last <sighs> the last episode, we have a new person in our team, Tom, who's responsible for social media. He's doing a sterling job. Please go online, find uh, our Drivel podcast, show the page a bit of love and support. Some of you are doing that. We've got more followers, which is great, but we want even more than that. Anyway. Yes. So you can contact me at uh, where yeah, I yeah, told you've you done before. That. Yeah, you've done you that. Do that. Okay, yeah. Right. So this week. This week. I was actually, I was up in, uh, where was I? I was up north. I was off last week and I was up north during the week, a couple of days of the week. I was in, went to your country. Uh, thankfully, I didn't have to stay there for very long. So I got out before any shooting, murders. Anything else like that happened? In case you were wondering which uh, country he's talking about, he's talking about the city of Birmingham. Yeah. So I was there, had to go up to Sheffield, had to go up to Manchester, Sheffield, Sheffield, Manchester, and then come back down. So while I was there, I reached out to one of our contacts and said, look, I've got a, because I had to drop the range off in Manchester. So I reached out to one of our contacts and said, look, you got any, you got anything you need me to review, test drive, check out and that? Prick on the end of the phone. <laughs> yeah, mate. Actually, yeah, I've got something you are going to love. He goes, we've been looking for someone to check it out for us. Let us know what they think and stuff. So uh, come up. Let me know where you're going to be. Uh, I'll drop it off to you. You can come and pick it up or wherever. Right. So I was like, all right, wicked. Nice. I was like, listen, I'm going to drop the rangey off. Be down there. Give me the keys. I'll drop it back off a day later if it's still in one piece. So he's like, all right. So I turned up to collect the car. I was like, he gave me the, before he gives me the keys, he goes, here, yeah, enjoy. Here are the keys to your MGZS. MGZS. Hang on. Yes. They made the MGZR, the ZS, and the ZT, right? Before. Remember, the, so the R was like the, based on the Rover 25. The MGZS was based on the Rover 45. And the MGZT was based on the Rover 75. Yes. Yes. See, yes. I do know some you shit about Rovers and MGs. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So why the do. fuck are they giving you a 15-year-old Rover with an MG badge on it? Ah, well, I actually, I actually got excited first of all because because you I, thought it was the 15-year-old I Rover. I genuinely with an MG did think badge. it was. <laughs> I genuinely, I thought, you know what? Yes, got one of these. This is what I want to do. Let's do it. That. And then as I'm walking over, I just have to look at the key, and I thought, mm, that's not a ZS. That's not a ZS key. And then I realise. Ah, oh, shit. Oh, MG wow. has been revived, hasn't it? So this is their current offering. And the first thing that went through my mind was they don't do saloons. No, they don't. They, they do, did one for about five minutes. They do like tiny And they city did that cars. for about 10 minutes. So what, what else do they do? I mean, I'm not really up on the MG range, <sighs> if I'm honest. So they do basically SUVs. Oh, goody. Yeah. 
Just what we need. Another cheap bottom yeah. of the budget. Now I'm thinking SUV. you told me you've got no wonder you need it. You needed someone to test drive it because nobody else is going to want to drive that piece. Well, and they called it the MG ZS. What, this is the thing that annoys you. Why would you call it the M- like? Okay, let's let's get back to the let's go back to roots here. Yeah. So the MG. <laughs> I don't know if you can call it iconic. I think in British motoring sense, look, it's a Brit- it was a British it was a British make, right? I've got, I've it's a British manufacturer, so I'm like all for those, yeah. Mm. And normally, look, if it was the MGZS, I'd be well excited about doing doing this review. But the problem is because it's British, it's an MG MG Rover, kind of the same thing to be fair. And I do I do like them. This isn't British anymore. Hasn't been British since 2005. My actually no, no before your, your family owns it. Before before 2005, I've got some information that I was going to save for later in the show. Go on. Then. Uh, in terms of the history of MG. So first of all, do you know MG stands for Morris Garages? Yep, I did know that. Okay, you, you would British know that. So obviously, yeah. it was uh, part of the British Leyland Group, yes. um, which was state-owned from 1975. That went up until about 1986. Leyland Group was made up of Austin, Rover, Mini, MG. Uh, that was the Austin Rover Group. Then you yep. had the Land Rover Group, which were part of it as well. Freight Rover, Leyland Trucks, etc., etc. All, yep. all, all yep. part of that British Leyland Group. Um Rover Group was owned by BAE, the uh, British Aerospace, Aerospace yeah. from 1988 to 1994. Then they sold to BMW. So that in, that that's, I think they didn't sold to BMW for a pound, didn't it? No, BMW sold it for a pound. So no, so, so or did BMW, BMW buy it for a pound? BMW bought it, bought it, for, it, for, a bought it for a pound. So that that do you know what bro- that, that could that really could have relaunched Rover. Well. Think if they, if they, if they it, did it, it did relaunch one of the brands because that oh, that was the Rover Group and the brands in there. Consider pay attention to this. That consisted of MG Rover, mm-hmm. Mini, that yeah, and Land Rover. So what did BMW do? Took Mini, took Mini, reinvented yep. it and made a shitload from it. Yeah, sold Land Rover to Ford in two thousand, yep. and then tried to do something with MG Rover. Half I don't hearted. think they did. I don't they, think they did. Well, do you remember the uh, MG X Power SV? That was was that BMW led. I think it I might have been. I don't think was it was. BMW was under BMW ownership. I've called ownership. these out before on one of our polls or one of our like, what would you buy ones or what. I think it, it was. It was so it was late nineties, right? So BMW took over ownership of Rover in nineteen ninety four, um, and it was made in nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine. Was they so it was made under Rover uh, under BMW ownership. So there oh. were still some Rover cars being made and MG, because the MG, ZR, ZS, ZT were from around that era. Yes. So yes. they were made. Under so this the, was a supercar that was supposed to save uh, uh, MG. Well, MG yeah, it, was suppo- it was supposed to do something, but it did fuck all. Well, you know what? The thing is, yeah, when you, why would you make, why would you make a supercar to try and save a brand? I'm sorry. That isn't what, especially a brand like Rover. Like, remember Aston Martin, what is it? Is it the Lagone, Lagona? Lagonda. Lagonda they made. That is probably one of the few times. And Aston Martin at the time probably weren't a super, super brand, yeah? But they needed to make a car that would save, save, literally save their brand. And I think that car quite literally did save the brand. Mm. I can't think of many other cars out there that have saved a brand. But if you're, if you've taken MG Rover, MG Rover did not build supercars. No, they didn't. Yeah, they built sort of like, I'm not going to say reliable, but they bought sort of good value. <laughs> it doesn't say reliable. But yeah, family cars. They did the, the MGTF, which was a nice little sports car, British oh, yeah, sports yeah, car, yeah. yeah. yeah two they did the well. 220 Coupe. They did the Vitesse. Um, a supercar is not going to save that brand. How much are you going to sell that car for to save that brand? Ironically, what they should have built is they should have built themselves some SUVs 
because SUVs are the are the cars that people love to buy, and that's what saves brands, right? Yeah, Porsche did the same. True. Well, actually, back in in two thousand, yeah, two thousand, two thousand nineteen ninety nine, ninety eight, wasn't that when the X five was launched? The BMW X5 and everyone went fucking Was it 95? No, I don't think. No, 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 yeah, yeah, go on. So, 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 so no, back, back to your story. You, you are now in, an, or you've been given the keys yes, to an MG, which is owned by uh, Nanjing Automobile, who have now been bought by. Um, oh, so they've been bought as well. SAIC Motors, which is Chinese owned as well. What I don't understand is, right, why would you want to buy the MG brand? If, as in, if you're not a British manufacturer, right? If you're not, if you're not a British company, why are you buying? Why is a Chinese, why is a Chinese manufacturer buying a British brand? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? Are you trying to revive the brand? If you want to revive the brand, that's fine. Because it's not really a brand you can live off in the sense that people aren't going to be like, it's an MG. You know, MG will have a, it's, it will have a limited audience, a limited number of admirers. Mm, very yeah. limited number of admirers. Yeah, let's be honest. It will have a very <laughs> limited number of admirers. So you're not going to think, yes, you know what? Everyone knows the MG brand. Everyone loves it. So let's buy the MG brand and we'll just sell cars under the MG name and they'll go out in the shed load because they won't. Mm. Yeah. So first of all, to me, is that I don't understand why I'm a bit confused as to why you're buying the MG brand. You could have just, I'm sure you could have made, you, you, well, you made, they are making these cars anyway themselves. So you could have had something else. You could have bought something else. Yeah. Then on top of that, if you're going to do that, if you're going to take a brand that was, let, I'm going to use the word iconic, was an iconic, iconic British brand. And then you're going to start making cars again. Stay a little bit true to what they did. Yeah. yeah you, follow yeah. the model line that what they did. They did, I'm going to say for the time, fastish hot hatches, fastest saloons, fastish, sorry, not fastest, fastish saloons, mm-hmm. hot hatches, roasters. Follow that. And if you want to add these things into it, you can add them into it. Well, but they haven't. Ordinarily, I would sit here and rip you for even attempting to defend MG. But. <laughs> During half term, which was recently, I took my daughter, much to her disliking, along to the British Motor Museum. I'd recommend it to oh, anybody. Is this the one where they got the 007 thing at the moment? No. Oh, okay. No, it's yeah. not. It's where they had Science Week. And that's why I took my daughter and said, there's going to be a science show. And that's why she came with me. And okay. then she realized that it was also about cars and she wasn't a big fan. <laughs> um, but there, you've obviously got the, the history of the British mm-hmm. motoring well, everything to do with British motoring. Yeah. And MG is a very prominent brand mm. when you turn up at this museum. Yeah. And, and so I learned a few uh, a few things. And the one thing that kind of stood out to me was how pioneering both Rover and MG Good were. Year. Very, very pioneering. So MG, uh, on display at this British yeah, Motor yeah. Museum, you've got, you've got the MG uh, world speed, so land speed record cars. Mm-hmm. And that prompted me to do a little bit of research. Um, and so, you know, did you know that the MG EX135 from 1939 was the first 1100cc car to exceed 200 miles per hour? No, that's I didn't. In, that's I didn't, incredible. That's a lot. That, in, yeah, in. So, so, so just think about some of the things I've just said there. 1939, cars were doing an average speed of about five miles per hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they make a car that does more than 200 mm. miles per hour. Secondly, they do it not with 16 litres 
or jet turbines yeah, from an airplane. They do it with 1,100 cc's. Yeah. Non-turbo. How <laughs> I'm sure it had something, supercharged probably. Um, In 1939? Yeah, 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 yeah. They wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been naturally aspirated. But the way they did it, yes, there was engine stuff going on, mm. but it was done through aerodynamic engineering. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, Cutting yeah. edge stuff. Yeah, Re- yeah. Think about the time, 1939, that's almost 100 years ago. Yeah, and you wouldn't have had CAD models and wind tunnels and all that kind of stuff, probably not. In 1957, MG come back with the EX181. It was nicknamed the Roaring Raindrop. Hey. I know. What a name. This car. MGEX. MGEX 181. This car was a land speed record holder. Not once, but twice. Really? Yes. So the first, and by the way, this, oh, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. this used a 1.5 litre supercharged engine yeah, with, yeah. with only 290 horse strengths. And it did 245.6 miles per hour driven by Sterling Moss. At the Bonneville Salt Flats. Sir Sterling Moss. Sir Sterling Moss okay. at the Bonneville Salt Flats in 1957. You know what the previous record was before this thing came along? This what does this thing do again? 245 yeah. miles per hour. What was it? Previous record, 203. Bloody It yeah. fucking smashed, smashed the it. shit out of smashed it. Smashed it, yeah. Keep in mind, in 1939, they exceeded 200 miles per hour. Oh, And yeah, the speed yeah, record, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the year before in, in 1956 was 203. <laughs> So then they came along, same car, driven by a chap called Phil Hill, and thought, "Yeah, we'll beat our own record. Got 254 miles per hour this time. <laughs> in 1959. Wow. I didn't know that much. No. In 1959, 255 miles per hour, pretty much. Bloody hell. 1959. 59, yeah. So, so, do you know what? They were pioneering. They were. And you know what? They, 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 they were too early. They were there too early. Because they were. They did a lot of innovation. A lot of innovation with the engines and the cars and that. And I think they were headed... And I've always said, if Rover was made by any other, they would still be here today. Because the problem with these guys, most of them were based in the Midlands, isn't it? Was their brumminess. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't find the bolt to fit this on there. I'll uh, leave it. Doesn't matter then. Just leave the bolt out. Put any uh, other bolt in. I've got this spare one, but it doesn't fit the production line. Oh yeah, just chuck it in. So you got you got Rover six hundreds and you don't know which ABS pump yours might have because they were they could have just thrown anyone in there. You got you got Rover eight hundreds you don't know which gearbox you have because they could have just chucked anyone in there. Whoever <laughs> one was lying about, is it a slip diff or I don't know? Oh yeah, you don't know. You can tell. Yeah, just open the gearbox up, have a look through. If it's straight through, it is. If it's not, if there's a little line going across it, then it's a slip diff. Okay, great. <laughs> they, that, that that was the thing. Yeah, they were just built like just they didn't really consider how they built them. So how was your modern day MGZS built? Yeah, so okay, so I couldn't get excited about the brand unfortunately because it was and I don't I'm not being a I'm not being like a foreignist, but I just it's a British brand, you know what I mean? And I don't want them to stay British, but this was owned by a foreign company and that annoys me. It's like Aston Martin, like Land Rover, sorry, you're not a British brand. You're not a British icon. Someone else is raking it. The British aren't. Um, but so I couldn't get excited about it. I thought, okay, let's see what they've done here. The least I was expecting, the least I was expecting is the build quality to have improved and the materials and the finish to be improved. Well, you'd hope so because we're now talking like you're comparing it to a car from 20 years ago. Yeah, but let's be honest, you're a Chinese company buying MG. You're not exactly going to go and start competing against even Ford, are you? No, yeah, but I expect... So, but, but, come so, on, there's, there's a very basic standard 
that's very easy yeah to well okay they've is. met the basics they're, they're at a very very basic standard they're right? so, <laughs> they haven't necessarily yeah. achieved that basic yeah standard, so I'm not a fan of SUVs anyway right no so I go to it and it just it just looks a bit like a it looks a bit like a lump it looks a bit like most SUVs yeah there's nothing really there's no distinguishing features there's just, nothing distinguishing about it you just look here okay, and I'm just thinking this isn't a ZS mate it's not a ZS why did you call it a ZS so getting here and the first thing that's in the first this is what keyless entry cars, yeah. Mm. Where the f- where are you supposed to put the key? Oh, we we've said this before, right? Because you, yeah, I can't put it in my pocket because it annoys the shit out of me. If I put it in any of the little cubby holes here, that's a whole cubby hole wasted for a key. Yeah, exactly. I had the same issue with like BMWs. You put it in the cup holder. It's like, well, where do I put my cup? Yeah, I don't want a keyless entry. I want somewhere to put my key if you can give me keyless entry. So a little pocket, a, you know, somewhere to put the key. Or maybe an ign- ignition barrel. Ignition barrel, yeah. <laughs> or like the BMWs, the E, the E9. You know, you just push the key in. That's yeah, fine. Boom, slot. it's out of the way. Don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, so again, the first thing that hits me is the slab in the middle, yeah? Oh, he's got a tablet. Oh, my days. He's got... He's, hate, so uh, they go on about you're not allowed to use your phone while you're... Um, oh, no, but apparently operating a, an iPad is fine. Operating an iPad is absolutely fine. <laughs> because you can't operate a touch surface thing without looking at it. No, you can't. Yeah? You, you have can't. to look it. So don't talk on your phone where you can look at the road while you're doing it. But it's all right. Try and tune your, change the radio station. Try and change the thing settings and every, all the settings on your vehicle in that pad while you're driving. That's absolutely fine. That's 100% that's safe. So it's literally got that this thing that's stuck up there. Um, but they're a bit confused, right? Because... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to like admire them for doing this. but not. So they've got the pad up there so you can use the touch screen. But they've also got buttons there to do the same thing. So turn the heat up and down, turn the oh, t- turn the right. fan speed. No, not fan speed, by the way. We don't we don't have a fan speed in the MG ZS. We have wind level. <laughs> I like that. I, it should be <laughs> wind level is brilliant. We have wind level. Do you know do you know what that that's almost like you know if we were in charge of naming stuff in cars? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, we yeah. call it. Wind yeah, level. Yeah. Inside wind level. level. I was just like, oh my dear. I was like, great. I so, like their marketing department already. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. So we have the wind level, okay? Did you have it at a high wind level or a low wind level? I had it at a mediumish wind level. Medium it was quite cold level. when I picked it up, actually. So I had the temperature setting up high in that. And it's got a slider there to do the temperature thing as well. But also you can set the temperature up and down with the buttons and that. So I'm thinking, why have you got both? It's just a wa- you're it's just a waste of like materials, time, effort. Why the fuck not? Money, you know. What I mean, have one or the other. Have the screen to display whatever you're doing with the buttons. That's fine, but then don't label it on the freaking screen and that as well. And the delay on the screen is ridiculous. Honestly, you <laughs> that's press why it. they've got the buttons. They made the screen. They go, this is shit. We must be able to operate the wind level in some other way. If you ever need to, uh, that one didn't have sat nav. If you ever needed sat nav, you could probably get your way there before the sat nav would load and that. But you're pressing the button for something to happen, and nothing happens for about five minutes. <laughs> right. And you're like, great. So they've got that. They've got that thing in there. Um, the steering the first thing I noticed is the steering wheel actually the steering wheel is probably the best thing about this car okay because it's round and attached to the vehicle well yeah but it's got a nice it's got a nice sort of feel to it and it's got a nice it's got a nice weight to it yeah and it's got it fits in I don't like the steering wheels that are too skinny they're just horrible yeah but it's just it's just it's chunky enough yeah you know what another annoying thing (laughs) you know volume buttons on the steering wheel right yeah why can you just not hold the button down and it will just go up and stop or go down when you let go? This thing has got that. So I'm, 
I thought the stereo's a bit low now, so I'm driving along, got my finger on the button, and nothing's freaking happening. <laughs> yeah, there's no volume change. Like, what? Let go, try and move it down. No, nothing in that. So you have to press the button every time you want the volume to go up or every time you want the volume to go down. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Give me a scroll or the button should be like, just I'm pressing it. It's going up until I let go and then I'll say it again. Why do I have to press it again and again and again and again and again to get the volume to go up? Why the fuck not? No, but why? That's annoying. You should have to be sitting there going <laughs> like that every time. It should be just, like, just, just happen while you're holding it. <laughs> So that's that's the annoying thing about that. Oh my god! And the gear, the gear stick. Yeah, is well, it's a manual car. No, no. Motor. You won't want to manual that again. Again, it's a Power Rangers. It's not a Power Rangers leg. It's just a Power Rangers tie because they've got like a sort of curved thing to it coming up round like that. And it's, it's, it's a very weird looking thing. It is extremely weird looking. It's thing, a very right? modern gear stick. Yeah, extremely modern gear stick. Actually, but I tell you, but what is interesting about this now? Because you know, we always, we always, I always go on about Kia and their seven year warranty, mm-hmm. eighty thousand, hundred thousand miles, whatever. MG now offer you seven years mm-hmm. or eighty thousand miles. Okay, that's not bad. Which is which is not bad at all. Not bad at all. Um, oh, manufacturers, please, right? If you're going to do manual seats, stop putting the freaking levers in there. How yeah? else are you supposed to adjust them? What do you mean with the knob that you can turn for the back? Oh, you mean you could pull a lever and the back just completely back disappears? Or comes and hits you straight in the back and then your face hits the steering wheel. <laughs> so or you want to go back and then you end up going backwards right, so you, right behind So you have you. two seating positions. You're either lying down or, or your, your face is in the steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just put a little knot so you can do it infinitely. Rather than having to mess up. This is like the old BMW manual seats where, you know, when you had to raise the seat on the BMW. You had to kind of lift yourself up with the seat. That's not that's not old BMWs. That's all BMWs. Even now, they, oh, they still have that as a manual. The four Why? I have still has it now. Really? Yeah. So you, so you kind you're of, the first lever at the front on the right yeah so yeah. If you want to, it sinks you back down yeah. or you have to like hold on to the now I know what the grab handles for on the indoors <laughs> to one, grab onto it and lift yourself one up one doesn't have grab handles oh does it not so, so the only way you can raise the seat is by having very strong thighs <laughs> why, why why are they still there? Uh, uh, surely people must have complained about that why do they still think that is a good way to adjust height on, on your seat probably the same reason why they think it's a good idea to give you keyless uh, drive meaning you have to put the key in the fucking cup holder it's the same brains behind the, the same bullshit. Probably the same reason why I think let's stick an ugly ass grill on it. I know to start your car, you have to press the clutch. So in the mornings when it's cold and you want to start your car up to warm it, we're going to make you get inside of that freezing ass cold car, sit down on it, start it and then get back out. With well done being fucking W. <laughs> with, the, with cold leather seats that we're giving you. With time. cold leather seats. <laughs> Dumbest invention ever is having to press the clutch or brake to start a car. So anyway. So after you press the brake to start this car, <laughs> oh yeah, I have to do the thing on this shit, this shit as well. I have to start, I start the car on that as well. So I'm having a look around, checking out the sort of materials and that that are made. For, the, the, the seats are uncomfortable as. It's like the roughest material, cloth material you could use. Nice. It is. It is it so is there's a lot rough. of friction. It holds you in place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does hold you in place. But you know what? The materials. You think like the the. It's like that scratchy, nasty, scratchy, yeah, like fake plastic. Yep. If you're on the on the, on the, around the door surrounds, then you've got the fake leather on the. Oh, you know what? I don't. Why do something? Why do fake leather? I don't get why you do fake leather. Just put however you just just use it. If you're gonna do it, just use the same cheaper plastics on the on the dash on the dashboard. But then if you're gonna use fake leather there, why not use it around the rest of the car? Why not put it on the door handle, on the door cards? Cost cutting her nose, no bounds, clearly. 
So anyway, so I'm getting into it, I think I've got, this is going to be a great ride and that. The driving position on it is, oh, I suppose for an SUV, it's okay, but you, you like, you're never height wise, you can't, you, you can't get comfortable. And you've got your face buried in the steering wheel or in the back. And your face or, 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 in the back or you're lying back down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the greatest place to sit. So I thought, okay, let's give it a chance. Maybe it's driving dynamics will be better. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> hell. I laughed at you saying that. I wonder why you thought that might be well, a thing. I put it into drive hmm. and I thought, right, let's go. In. As soon as I took my foot off the brake, it lunged forward. It started like, as soon as you take your foot off the brake from drive, it just lunges forward. Most cars, you can take your foot off and okay, creep. it'll creep a little. Yeah. There's no creep here. This is like a jump. Nice. So I was very, like, all right. Very useful when parking in tight spaces. I mean, well, yeah, if you want to move the car in front out of the way. <laughs> so I thought, all right, let's give it a shot. Let's check this out now. I've got to drive from Sheffield to, from Manchester to Sheffield, night to night drive. I thought, let's, let's, let's check it out and see what it can do and stuff. So obviously the, it goes straight into sports mode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in sports mode, the, the, the only problem is, I don't think the engine and the gearbox are connected in sports mode. Okay. Yeah. So while the engine is getting louder, revving its ass off, it's sending the gearbox a postcode to say, listen, a, a, a postcard, sorry, to say, I'm going to need you to change gear. And then obviously it takes a while for the postman to pick it up, get it to the sorting depot, mm -hmm. for him to then collect it from there get it out to the local distribution center, then get it delivered through the post box. And then the gearbox realizes, okay, now I need to change. Well, but you might struggle to read the writing depending on how well it was. It could struggle to read the writing. Yeah. So the, the sports mode on this, actually, you know what? It does remind me a bit of the, the GTI actually. It's just, all it does is the revs will go up. That's it. Forever and ever and ever. Forever and ever and ever. And it sounds like the engine's about to come out of it. And nothing. And then when it happens again, and then you still got your foot plan, you're like, okay, I need you to go like two more gears. Yeah, so hurry up. So there's just, it's just, a, it's a poor, in sports mode, it's a very poor, poor, poor gearbox. So I actually took it out of sports, put it into drive. And I thought, you know what? I was going to, I was, I was going to hoonigan it around everywhere. But I thought, you know what? I need to drive this car in the way it's going to be, it's designed to be driven by yeah. the kind of yeah, people yeah, who are going to drive right. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought, right, let me drive it normally. Albeit this was on B roads and I didn't want to, but in drive, Driving it normally, briskly, actually works quite well, the gearbox. Okay. Smooth transition. And the power and that picks up quite well in the engine and stuff like that. I think this is a 1.4 or 1.6. But the only problem with this is it's gutless when you need to overtake. Was it turbocharged or naturally aspirated? No, nah, this was not turbocharged. I'd be very surprised if it had a automatic gearbox and didn't have a well, turbo. If it was turbocharged, and I'd I'm, be very surprised if it's an engine as big as a 1.6. If I'm entirely honest, no, they I, have. I, no, I, I don't know whose engines they use, whether they make their own or. Uh, oh God, I don't know. Chinese, they probably take them from Dacia or someone like that, don't they? Uh, hang on, I did, I did, I did. Where's, where's, where's the one gone that I specced up anyway? But um, they, I think, I think it might have been a 1.3 engine. To be fair, okay, it's okay if you're moving along. If you just want to keep moving along, but as soon as you see an opportunity to overtake someone, you, you know, don't risk it. <laughs> don't risk it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're not going to get anywhere, and the chances are someone's going to come in the other lane before you even get close to being able to overtake this person. So, so you're saying you just potter along in this car's comfortable. You just potter along in the car. But to be fair, I was on some B roads, and I thought, you know what, I can't just sit here on 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 the B roads and that, and I had to give it some. And you know what? Surprisingly, it's quite sure footed. You know, is it? 
Yeah, yeah. So around the corners and stuff, I was, I was, I was giving it some, and she was quite sure-footed. The only problem with it is though, is when you're changing up and down gear, it doesn't happen quick enough. So you'll get it out of a corner and you bog down. So, so it's quite hard to keep keep the momentum going and stuff. But in terms of in terms of in in terms of driving it normally and stuff like that, and look, I may not like them, but they are popular cars and that, right? People people going to drive them. And I look at this as a competition against. Like, so some of the people that review them, they sort of review them against the Kia or um, uh, the Sassignon, Sangyong, uh, Sangyong. Sorry, but that's. I don't think that's what it's comp- what it's competing against. What I think this is competing against, quite simply, is the Dacia. Yeah, the, I, I think that's its only that, the duster. The duster. That's. I, I, I would completely agree. And by the that's way, that's only competitor. In case you're wondering, so the automatic only comes with one engine variant, and that engine is the one liter turbo GDI. So it's a petrol three-cylinder. Why? Why do people refer to petrol as GDI? Because you instantly think diesel. You do. I don't know. Uh, has a in case anyone cares, and I know because you didn't do the research. Has a naught sixty of twelve point one seconds. Well, there's no, listen on cars like that doing a tw- you just point us doing a naught to sixty. I'm sorry. What do you know? Why? Why do they even advertise a naught to sixty on that? S- sorry. Are I'm, you going to take it to the drag strip? I'm sorry. 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 Um, this is bizarre. And not something I would ordinarily expect to see, which is why it startled me a little bit. Go on. So you get the automatic. It does not 16, 12.1 seconds. Manual, uh, manual, modern day automatics change gears pretty briskly, right? And they're pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, Gone gone are the days where an automatic gearbox Mm. means an acceleration penalty of like two, three seconds. Yeah, yeah. Not in MG world. The manual car with the same engine does not 16, 10.5 seconds. It's almost two seconds faster. Hey? Yeah, I know. Well, there you go. My point about the gearbox being like... Shit. Not knowing when to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. completely right. That's quite bloody hell. Interestingly, the manual five-speed car comes with an engine, of course, but it's not an engine available with the manual six-speed or the automatic. That's a 1.5-litre VTI tech. Not VTEC, VTI tech. VTI tech. VTI so is that tech. one supposed to be quicker then? That's the fastest one to sixty miles. Why has it only got five speed then? I have no idea. Who ma- who manufactures a car with five speeds these days? MG. Even the min- smallest, the smallest cars have six gears. MG and Vauxhall. <laughs> oh, the Vauxhall still do five speeds. They do. I bet you that's where MG get their gearboxes from. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So yeah, but I mean, look, I, I, you know what? I, sh- I will give it one thing. It gives me more leg room as a driver than the Rangey does. Really? Yeah. The range does. I'm, I'm never comfortable in the range because it doesn't give me enough, enough leg room. You do have quite long legs. Yeah, true. But still, I mean, I wouldn't expect a limit on how far you can go back on the seat. If I need to go further back, I need to go further. Why are you determining how short I have to be to drive this car? <laughs> Especially, I'm surprised in the Range Rover. Yeah, I'm I know. Surprised. I was as well. That's, that's that's quite an annoying thing. You don't. I don't get enough space in the. Range. I mean, I'm, clearly, I'm, I wouldn't have a problem. Mate, you wouldn't have a problem in a flipping mini or a matchbox. Mm, this is true. So yeah, so so you get two models in this. You get the Excite. <laughs> I fucking love their marketing department. I really do. Excite. What's the other one called? Arouse. Exclusive. Arouse. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No. I think see it bookmark. See it painted that, so they couldn't. have If they haven't, and I've just given them an idea, you fucking owe me. Say it. Yeah, they do actually, as well as a we've date. done. We've done more for marketing the Arona than you have. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's yeah, one yeah, of our yeah, most yeah. popular episodes. By that the is, way, isn't the it? Se- I, know, people, I bet their sales have gone up as well. Yeah. 
Um, so what they have is they have two models, exciting, exclusive. No one's going to be dumb enough to pay for the exclusive or get an exclusive what's, in this. It's not a car that you're going to super. What, what was, um, what's the difference? What do so you get? Fifty. So let's say sixteen grand for the excite, right? Yeah, and then eighteen and a half for the exclusive, and you get fog lights and different wheels. So not not very exclusive or exciting no and uh, uh, you buy a car like this trust me you're not buying it for style yeah so (laughs) i'm shocked (laughs) getting getting the exclusive i really don't know why you would pay the extra for the exclusive you're not gonna get nothing there's simply two those two trim models you get two engines and that's it yep that's all you can get to choose in this one but you know what if you're gonna pay 15 grand for this i would i would go for the that dacia dacia either or dacia and you can get, I think the Dacia starts at 16.845, but I bet you it's a better car. Is that what it starts from for the Duster? Yeah. That's gone up. Because oh, well, so to be fair, sorry, that's the comfort version, right? Okay, so it probably comes with a few little bits and pieces. Yeah, has a few little bits and pieces, but if you want the basic one, if you want the basic, actually, yeah, let's go for the basic one to compare it against the MG, which is the, this is called the Essential. Okay. And that's 13.995. So you could save yourself a grand, more than a thousand pounds. Yeah, and, and then you could spend that on some extras. Yeah. Which... And, and fundamentally, you're going to be getting a better car. Oh, I reckon you will get a better car from, from the Dacia, yeah. They, they said Dacia. You'll get, you'll get a better car with it, I think. I mean, to be fair, the, the, the MG looks better than the Duster. The Duster still looks like one of them toy cars where they've stuck things on the side. Yes. Remember the Citroen thing with the rubber on the outside or whatever? Oh, the Air Cross. Yes. Was that, is that even functional? I don't, apparently it is if you get hit by a what, supermarket So it just trolley. stops you getting parking dings, yeah? Basically, yeah. So, yeah, there's that and that. And uh, Dacia, Dacia looks like an... Did you... Oh, you probably didn't ever watch it. doesn't matter. <laughs> Tango I like Cash. Because they had like a Rexton. I have like, seen Tango and Cash. You see, you know the, 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 the car they drove in that at the end with all the, like, the guns and the yeah, gadgets yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah. The Dacia kind of looks like that, to be fair. <laughs> it does. Yeah, yeah Rexton or something like that. Um, I was going to say I was gonna say you could compare it to the Sassing Young, but I think that's insulting Sassing Young. Oh, and there's no way I'm comparing it to the Kia. I'm sorry, Kia. Just, no, just I think piss, I, piss all over. Yeah, this. I think Kias are definitely worthy of being the next league up. For yeah, sure. I think I, I don't. I, I don't know. They're probably not the cheap. I think. I wonder if they're the cheapest SUV in the market. Who? MG. No, that would be the Duster. That would be. The, oh, actually, no. Sorry, that's the Duster, isn't it? So, <laughs> I'm not really sure why you'd therefore go. Like, why would you go for the MG? And actually. We've it con- does look. I think is I haven't driven a duster, so I can't really com- compare it. Since I, I suspect the dusters, if this is possible, probably a bit more inferior internally. I mean, looking at it, it certainly yeah, does it's look probably like a little bit um, more sparse. Yeah, I wonder yeah. if you even get a, a touch screen. I mean, not that I was saying. That oh no, no, no! You still probably- get a built-in radio, radio player, CD player. You don't. I don't think you get a touch screen in this. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Who's Dechu? Where's Dechu from? Renault. It's the budget arm of Renault, essentially. Oh, is Dacia French? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's owned by Renault. No, I thought it was from like Serbia or something. No, they're Renaults. It's, it's, the, it's the budget arm of Renault. Isn't then James May destroy one of these in one of the episodes because they picked it up from somewhere where it was made or something? No, he got he was given one as a gift from... Um, yeah, they're a lorry backed up in it. Yeah, yeah, I thought they were Romanian. Oh, weren't they Romanian? They're in Romania, but that the car's not Romanian. Oh, right, right. They're built in Romania, but it's not Romanian. No, no, yeah. no. As in they were in Romania... For, the, for that road trip. Oh, okay, okay. And this happened to... Fight. Oh, and then they just bought him one from there, yeah? yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that... Actually, actually, no, no, no. You know what? I, I probably think 
the MG is probably a nicer place to sit than the Dacia. Yeah. But at that level, if you you're just saving money and then you just, you just get the Dacia. Do you know what? I think we would say like just go into Auto Trader and find yourself a second hand car. Yeah, look and see what LSP vehicles have got for sale. <laughs> just buy one else. And if that doesn't appeal to you, there are any number of good SUVs on the market that you'd find for like a couple yeah. of years old. But to, to be fair, you know what? I think the problem with this is new, people looking at new cars aren't going to buy them outright. No, yeah. no, no, they're not. They're not. So they're, they'll, get, they'll get in finance. So that's why a new car is, uh, that's why the used car is probably out of the question for them because they're wanting a, True. They this is true, and, and this is true, and why this is why uh, even in limited numbers, cars like the MG ZS or the Dacia Duster, and uh, you know other cars in that caliber, continue to be sold. Not many of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just based on their finance model. Excuse me. But having said that, let's get away from the car. The route that I took from Sheffield to, Man- to Manchester to Sheffield and back was beautiful. Oh, really? Even in the dark? No, because I can't. I had to come back to Manchester in the morning. Right from Sheffield. Honestly, the views, the scenery in that was absolutely, it, it was lovely. If I, if only I'd been in a nicer car to have enjoyed the roads. <laughs> the roads were lovely in that as well. But it was, I think that is definitely a trip I am going to do again in a nicer car. Okay. Um, so if you're ever there, if you're ever up north or whatever, you want a quick road trip, um, Manchester to, to Sheffield. What was the road that you took? Can you remember? Oh, I did take, I did, oh, I did think of it. Something, I think Snakes Pass. Snakes Pass, Snakes Pass. I don't pass. know. Snake Pass Sheffield, that's it. Okay, cool name. It is a cool name. If you look at that, um, yeah, and it's, uh, there you go, located between Manchester and Sheffield, and it's got a decent elevation as well, 512 metres. Just what I look for in a road, <laughs> the elevation. <laughs> no, it's nice because it means when you get to the peak of it, you get yeah, to see yeah, everything. Nice view, and yeah. it, was, it, was, it really was a lovely scenic route. And the roads were really, they were like proper roads, like, yeah. you know, not like, like beaten down or whatever, but nice roads. Nice smooth oh, roads, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've, I've got an epic road trip to talk about, but we won't do it this episode. Oh, yeah, it doesn't compete, car. it doesn't compete with that. It's not going to compete with that, but I certainly down a list of roads to go down. Fine, Snake Pass. I will make a mental note of it. Absolutely. And there you go. So thank you for that enlightening review of the MGZS. Um, yeah, good. I enjoyed that. Decent yeah, I'm a bit. I'm a bit disappointed. It's a shame I couldn't get excited about MG. But no. But having said that, one of our listeners has reached out to uh, offer you the opportunity to oh, test yes. drive a car that you're very excited yes. About. We Actually, have. we have a couple of cars coming. We up. have two, two, two of them coming up. So our lovely listeners are starting to reach out to us and say, "Hey, I've got something interesting. Do you guys want to check it out?" And it's we a shame are, we've got to wait until spring, but we have to okay. wait a little bit. It's well, worth for, the wait. for one of them. We have to wait. And they've actually bit. said she's actually said after be going in 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 that car, you'll be uh, they'll convert you. <laughs> so um yeah we've, we've got to wait a little bit for one of them but then the other one will be coming up a lot sooner than that so look out future episodes we've got some pretty exciting cars and these are listener cars for us to review and give you our opinion on um so if anybody out there is listening and has got anything exciting that they want us to review please reach out you know where you can find us at drivel podcast on instagram We've still got an email account. Um, Has it ever been checked? Drivelpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Why would it? I mean, I, I'll check it, but I'm not sure. If you want to email us for some bizarre reason, maybe you're not on Instagram, um, then you can do that. Uh, and then finally, the thing that we always ask you to do at the end of the show, and if you haven't done it already, why? Um, 
please, please, please go on whatever platform you're listening on and find a way to show us some support. If you can subscribe to the show, subscribe to the show. If you can give us a rating and a review, please give us a rating and a review. Um, shouldn't need to say it because it's obvious, but this is definitely a five out of five or a 10 out of 10 show. So give us the maximum number of stars, ticks, whatever it yep. is that you can. Give us a little bit of a review as well so that unsuspecting victims know what they're about to expect. Um, and if you can't do any of those things or you've already done all those things, then the last thing that you can do and the thing that we would especially appreciate is tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies, tell people you know, don't know, anybody, just shout it out randomly on the street. Hey, you, listen to Drivel because it's fucking awesome. So please do that. We would appreciate it. Yes, please. And with that, we'll leave you alone. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye.